And we're recording. What's up, everyone? This is the DM Happy Hour podcast with your host, Drayshawn Ryan. And Cynthia Sandoval. Do you like my radio voice? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hope you guys are doing well. And um, super, super, I'm super jazzed about the feedback that we've been getting so far and how same. helpful this has been for people. Same. Yeah, we, we've been getting some pretty good feedback. And um I'm always happy to hear from you guys. And you know what? This is the time where I'm going to plug the Facebook group in the beginning. So if you don't know, we have a free Facebook group that you can join. And we will leave a link to that Facebook group in the description of wherever you're listening to this on, whether it's on Spotify, YouTube, or whatever. But you can join us and ask us questions about what you want us to talk about. And we will cover it for you. We'll make your life easier. Yeah, give us that feedback because we've been running into some box. <laughs> and not just that, like, I, genuinely, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from, like, I mean, as freelancers and, you know, we're kind of, like, dipping our toe into more business ownership as opposed to just a freelancer. Um, <laughs> I said dipping our toe. <laughs> our toes, all of our toes into that. Uh, but... You know, like we know what it's like to start up. We know what it's like to kind of get, you know, just what we're going to talk about that today is really going to touch on that. Like just starting up the difference between an amateur and a professional, how to basically level up as a freelancer. I mean, we kind of always talk about this as the reoccurring theme, but we kind of have some more insight into that. But before we get into that, Dre has a really, really important update on the overall algorithm. And uh, I hear this algorithm is a good one. This algorithm update. Yeah. So, um, so if you have not, been, if you've been in La La Land, like I was in La La Land maybe for the last You're week La or La so. Because, yeah, I was in La La Land because like. La La Land, like doing La La Land. <laughs> yeah, like doing work, like just minding. Yeah, just hustling, minding my business and, and stuff like that, right? And I, I go on YouTube and I see like everybody, like my client was doing really good, you know, with their traffic. And I go on YouTube and I see like everybody complaining about like this new update. Like everybody's like, oh my God, my stuff is tanking. And, and everybody's like, this is one of the most volatile SEO updates ever. And everybody's complaining and everybody's really? having the same. Yeah. Really? And, and as I'm going, as I'm looking, I'm just like, oh, whoa, what's going on? Because I haven't had that issue with any website that I have. So, you know, it, it really just goes back, like after, you know, doing some research and seeing the people who are being affected, a lot of the companies, a lot of the people that's being affected it's, there's a reoccurring theme where it's like the people that I follow on YouTube who are complaining are people who outsource all their content, like people who just build affiliate sites that they don't really put a lot of effort into writing the best content possible. They don't have about pages on their website. They don't make it look like an actual brand. And these companies mm-hmm. are losing because of the, you know, Google ever since like the whole eat thing, that's a, that's a sign, right? Like expertise, authoritiveness, and trustworthiness. Like Google is looking for you to be a, a, a leader, a thought leader in, in their algorithm or in their, um, in their index or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So the whole point is, is like, here's the thing. It, it goes back to what I've been saying for like the last two years. If you're not creating content that Google deems as worthy enough for users, you are going to lose. And this is, 
happening more and more and more. Whenever people are seeing decreases in traffic, the main thing, whenever Google releases these broad core algorithm updates, what they tell you and what they refer you to is this like article that they wrote a long time ago that says you just need to focus on creating the best content possible. If you're creating the best content possible, you're making sure that your website looks authoritative. You're going to do fine. That's why I haven't had any drops. I haven't had anything happen to me because we're, I'm, that's where I'm focused on. And so it, it kind of, it kind of sucks that you have to like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in La La Land. I'm I'm paying. I'm playing my own game. I'm paying attention to what I'm focused on, right? And then I see all these people having these issues, and the reason why is because so much information in the SEO industry is really like a lot of people who learn SEO. They follow these people on YouTube. They follow these tactics that all these people are telling them, and then now all of them are suffering the same fate because of the fact that the person that they're following isn't worried about users are just worried about the algorithm and ranking so it just goes to show that you have to be more you have to pay more attention to what people actually want to read about yeah and it's what you always talk about just use your experience exactly and building brand and you know um this is actually a really good point that actually that 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 dips into paid advertising because Year over year, paid advertising costs increase. You know, it becomes more and more competitive. I think now more than ever, um, Q4, like the, the entire shift from foot traffic to online traffic just means increases in overall CPCs and CPMs. So year over year, it becomes more expensive. Year over year, it becomes more competitive. And the brands that win or the companies that win are the companies that actually build out a strong brand. Mm -hmm. They actually care to differentiate from everyone else in the competition. They offer something that's unique. They have, uh, they do that. And then they niche down. They really understand their target audience, their, their, their customer persona. Um, that's how they make advertising profitable for them. Because I recently worked with a client where, you know, you know about this. I, I had to fire them because they're not necessarily had to fire. Well, yeah, um, I did, but it, it was like, it ends up being very mutual or at least I made it so because at the end of the day, like they're just in, in a field where they're, I had thought that they were they were really putting an emphasis on other marketing engines like SEO and things and and also social, but it turns out they weren't and they didn't really have um, the resources to do so on their end. They made it seem it that way, but what I'm trying to say is that they're on top. They basically relied all of their traffic relied on paid. And that's just like a huge fallacy. Like you never want to put your eggs all in one basket. I mean, everyone says multiple sources of revenue, right? It, it should be applied to everything. You shouldn't just mm -hmm. apply like all your eggs in one basket is not, it's just like indicative, indicative that you're not building a strong marketing ecosystem. You're mm -hmm. not putting emphasis on SEO. So then when you do get hit, like you get really rocked. Meanwhile, if yep. you're building a strong brand consistently over time, it, it becomes harder and harder to really like fall um, yep. when there is a dip in the landscape. It, it's just, it's like a blimp as opposed to like, wow, you're completely off the map now. So on top of that, their poor marketing pra practices, they were just in a space that was just way too competitive and they weren't differentiating enough. So they might've been super profitable for an advertising for like three months or whatever the case is. But then it's just like their competitors can literally do exactly what they're doing mm -hmm. and half the price. 
So mm-hmm. they they're out. They're out. That's business, right? Mm-hmm. So the so what I'm trying to say is like the companies that build a strong brand over time that care about content, that care about um, organic social, they're the ones that are going to win. And then they pair that off with a marketing um, engine like paid media. They win, they win in the end. A hundred percent. Yeah. So same thing with SEO, develop like good content and do it. Exactly. Shady crap. <laughs> exactly. Just like it, it, it's like you said, it all, it all goes back to just emphasizing good branding, good, you know, like, the reason why we like, for example, Seth Godin is because he's Seth Godin. He's different than everybody else. He has a pretty strong brand. He shows up every day consistently. He writes phenomenal content. He has phenomenal stuff that he speaks about that we like, right? So the reason why we like, I don't know, we like Chase Bank because Chase Bank is Chase Bank. They have their, uh, their, they're very, a trustworthy bank to, you know, to, to bank with, right? So yeah. like, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, things that really just separates you and, and allows you to win in an industry. And if you're not, if you're just like at home, just like, you know, playing, I don't know, if you're not taking this serious, right? If you're not trying to build a legitimate business, then you're gonna lose the time, the days of just, I can go home and I could just spend money on ads with, with terrible copy or like with the worst you know, page experience is done. That was like 1999, 1999. Yeah. You could, you could go online, you know, buy some links, right. Rank number one on Google the yeah. next day. And, and then you start making all these sales. The thing but, is like, they will win, but it's a short term play. Like exactly. Really exactly. That's, yeah. and that's that, you know, everybody who was doing that, they're not around right now. Like the people who weren't, who weren't thinking about the long term, they're not around right now. Yeah. And you can apply that. Like we're talking about like marketing careers today. You can absolutely apply that to your career. Yeah. Because we're talking about businesses and we see ourselves as businesses. So if like if you're if you think that you could beat out a brand that's literally doing all the things correctly and they're differentiating themselves and they're just like solid and they're incorporating multiple um, marketing departments and ha- having the strong omni-channel approach, like you're just you can never compete with that like especially if you're doing something part-time like drop shipping like that's just not to say that drop shipping is bad but it's just like the way people win with drop shipping is by building a strong brand you will always lose against people that are doing this like 100 percent full-time with with more passion more uh what's the word more like dare i say chutzpah <laughs> cojones cojones yeah cojones. yeah there we go there we but go like vigor like there's so many different words for it but basically yeah. like someone was um this is really interesting so i'm i was offering like free coaching sessions for 30 minutes in exchange for a testimonial if it, if if that coaching session actually helped you in some kind of way and um someone reached out to me and they're just like i want to start selling like i want to get better at selling google ads and i was like okay so i asked him a couple more questions like what do you do he's like but i'm actually like a coaching uh i actually do something else on the side like i'm a tennis coach or something like that and i was like okay so you're doing this part-time and he's just like yeah i just want to make some side income i was like i can't help you because you're competing against the people that i'm training which are and these are people that are putting their all into it 40 plus hours a week they live think and breathe it you will never 
beat someone you might have like some short-term gains and you might be extremely gifted in stats and do really well with google sheets or excel whatever the case is but that person that like maybe has like initial spikes here and there will never beat out someone that's going in this clear directory trajectory um just going up you know like slowly but surely so i couldn't help him and i told him that i was like i can't help you if you're doing this part-time because yeah. they're your competition is doing this full time and and now the you know the barrier to entry with becoming a digital marketer is rather low all the information here is pre- available to you you can hire coaches you can sign up for courses like you don't need a degree for, per se but you do need to invest a lot of time um, and energy to to be the best in it otherwise you're just another freelancer on upwork or on fiverr that's so true i want to give a quick uh, perfect example and it goes back to that game that I was telling you about that I used to play, right? When I, when I first started playing. Like, I, S- I don't S- think the time go by when we don't talk about this. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's a good yeah. example, S4 League. So oh, I, used to play, I used to play S4 League. And when I used to play that game, um, you know, it was one of those things where in the beginning I was terrible. Like I was bad. And there were so many people who were much more – Uh, polished in me who were much better than me I was bad and it didn't happen overnight like it took me a long time to get good but because I I because I loved it so much because I kept trying Mm -hmm. I eventually got got really good and so it was like that you know that you ever seen that video where it's like um you know I'm not even going to describe it but it's like this it shows why well, yeah, I'm going to describe it. It's like this, this entrepreneurial like journey and it shows like, oh, like yeah. somebody in a job and then this goes like, yeah, it goes. And then it, you just spike up. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like that, tra- you know, like a traffic boner. Like, exactly. <laughs> going up. Yeah. That's when you do good SEO, you get that traffic boner. You're just like, like you're in the trenches, you're getting, you're setting everything up. You're doing that on page stuff. You're setting up the strategy and it's like stagnant. And then you can get like, oh, boom. And then it goes steadily up from there. You've never heard of that phrase? Honestly, that's the only reason why I was like, wow, I like SEO because you can you have like cool names for stuff. This podcast is, is uh, <laughs> just, you know, you're actually dying. Wait, wait, wait. What? You've never heard of a traffic number? I was like, I feel like that day I was like, Dre, I want to learn SEO now. Because you guys have cool metaphors for stuff. Yo, what? You've never That's heard of fu- like a No. <laughs> but doesn't that apply literally? No, it does. It does. Like it literally does. three months in, like shit like kicks in and it's just like, boop. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, no, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, My guys. point exactly. Sorry if there's kids listening. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like that's really important. And so like yes, because of that. are really important. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to figure out how to, how to, um, how to differentiate yourself in general, whatever you're doing. Right. And it's what separates the, the amateurs from the professionals. Right. Ooh, and so let's that, talk about yeah. That, so versus the professionals. And so that, that, that kind of goes, right. So that kind of goes into this. Right. So, so, uh, sin, what, what do you think? Way. What do you, yeah. Right. Right. I played it out. <laughs> you're good at at this (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think about uh what separates the amateurs from the professionals i got a i got a list i think there's there's a couple of things the amateurs and professionals okay so the professionals have clear processes 
professionals set boundaries correctly and they do so with like the right presentations, proposals, and the right communication skills as well, um, which ties into like proposals and their contracts. I was just showing you this contract that I received from the designer mm -hmm. that I hired and I was like, man, this is a professional and I'm going to spend all that money with her because I feel she answered all of my questions with just her proposal and she answered and she set very, very clear boundaries with just her contract, you know, and mm -hmm. that's kind of how we have to be with my proposals as well. I try to make sure it's as ironclad as it possibly could be based on experience. Like, you know, if anything that's outside of scope, here's my consultation fee and it, you know, like, or what are other things that people have troubles with? Like getting the, I was talking to my partner about this, like, you should never do work until a contract and proposal is signed yeah. and you get some kind of down payment. Yep. And then initially from there, from there, you got to tell the client, like, what are next steps? Like the difference between, the difference between an amateur and a professional is that the professional dictates. Mm -hmm. The amateur lets the client dictate for them. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to get, if you want to get paid like high end level stuff that we, we get paid and beyond us, cause we're still growing. Um, you need to provide clarity to the client at the end of the day, you need to dictate those steps. You need to like alleviate those pain points. Like this is what I tell you all the time, Dre, like delegate it, hire an assistant. It's been the best thing I've ever done. Like you shouldn't have to do all that stuff. So it's the same thing with the client. Like they're hiring you to set up systems for them to, to yep. scale into new territories and to do so strategically and to, and to ultimately generate revenue for them to, to mm -hmm. build, their, to scale their business and to generate revenue. So mm -hmm. you need to lay out a clear path for them. And, mm -hmm. and with your proposal, there should be some kind of timeline, you know, it's going to go from here to here. Here's like, here's the overall timeline of, you know, that's kind of hard with SEO and uh, paid. But what I do is just like, I set up like a clear discovery phase and then we're, you know, then we're setting up campaigns and then optimizations from there. And it, that's ongoing, you know, that's mm -hmm. ongoing optimizations. I kind of just like mm -hmm. lay them out, lat out visually at least. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why I get like, I don't know. All I have to do is show them that presentation and like talk to them about it and like next steps and whatever. They already feel safe. They already feel clear. And they're, they're that much more sold, if you will. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't say it's that hard for SEO. Cause that's, that's essentially how I do my stuff. It's more so like I do your audit. And then that's why I have the hours. Cause now when I'm selling you the hours, I can tell you how long the project is going to take whether it's going to be six months, a year, blah, blah, blah. It, it depends based off of the amount of hours that I need to allocate to your project. So then it's easier for me to kind of understand how long, based off of experience, like obviously it takes experience to know how long does it take me to do each of these tasks and, and et cetera, et cetera. But once I know that, it's easy for me to tell them, okay, this is how long this is going to last if you get this package, right? And this is how we're going to do this stuff. And this is how we're going to work on it. And I'm setting the clear expectations so that they know so that there's no, like, sometimes some people are retarded and just, they just don't get it. You could sell yeah, them. <laughs> <laughs> some people, some people, sometimes they just don't get it. Right. But, but there's, there's, um, but there's, there's, you know, for the most part, if you're doing it correctly and you have everything laid out in the contract and you're making sure that everything is refined and you're asking them, do you have any questions and blah, blah, blah. And you're addressing all those situations. Right. Then first off, they're going to feel more comfortable working with you. 
Like imagine somebody just gives you, somebody just says, Hey, sin, come work with this person. And you just say, okay, cool. You know, pay me $5,000 and that's it. I'd be like, no, you like, right. Like five for what? You know what I'm and saying? Like on top of that, it's like with paid media, like you're managing someone's money. Exactly. So you really need to work hard at building that trust and showing them like, you got this, you know? Mm-hmm. So you do mm-hmm. that through your contracts, your presentations, your proposals. Mm-hmm. And just even having a process, like I have a process when, when I talk to, you know, like just getting on the, uh, a discovery call with someone, you know, there's mm-hmm. a process from there, you know, like just, this is what I, this is what I work on with freelancers, with marketing freelancers, specifically teaching them paid. It's like, I'm setting them or helping them set up the systems in order yep. to actually have a scalable freelance business mm-hmm. that you can wow. then, you know, dip into other areas. Now you can train agencies and things like that on how to sell um, paid media. That's what I'm dipping my toes into. A lot of dipping of the toes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Spit all over my mic as well. <laughs> Don't worry. The other day I was like, this is super random, but I was like talking to Andy and I accidentally licked my, licked my mic and I was just like, ew. Ew. <laughs> oh, no man. What? <laughs> I was like this close and I was just saying something and then, you know, whatever, but I digress. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the mic. You me too the mic. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, all right. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. We fall into it, you know, just admit you know, our mistakes and keep it going. That's uh, another thing. Right. I'm trying to tie it into something like professionals versus amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Professionals learn from their mistakes and they do yeah. better and they build better processes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was a good one, but I think what is a, uh, after you, um, you have those clear proposals, like they sign everything, they're all with it. You know, they're, they're awesome. Then you have to have a strong onboarding process, very mm-hmm. organized. I mean, the more organized you could be, uh, just the more value you provide because they're already at a point if they're scaling their business, you know, organization is always some kind of pain point. So if you can be essentially their like marketing project manager, not, not all marketing, but specifically within your area, um, that's the difference between, um, an amateur and a professional. I think that professionals have strong organizational skills Mm-hmm. They have strong project management skills. You know, mm-hmm. they're able to delegate work, stuff that they don't know how to do, or they they actually demand things from the client. So that's what I do yep. with my onboarding process. Like I need Same. X, Y, and Z access by X, Y date. Yep. You know, like I, uh, I I'm tell- I'm not necessarily like the way I see it is like I'm telling the client what I need to do my job well. Mm-hmm. And I notice amateurs more or less go into a situation and they kind of like ask like, well, you know, like, well, how do you want it? You know, like things like that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. What do you, how do you work? You know, like yep. that clear expectations with communications have, you know, a Slack channel ready to connect with their Slack channel or, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you have um, proper communication, um, like some kind of proper communication cadence with them. Like that's really big actually. A hundred percent. And, and, um, it's like you said, yeah, you need to have, um, I was going to add on to something you said. You said something really great. Um, I started at, I started typing stuff down when you say something good. So then I'm just like, you know, cut you yeah, off. Yeah, I'm trying to like catch up and I'm like, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's really important to, 
to really say, oh yeah, so to request all the, the stuff that you need from that client. That is the onboarding to, process right there. Yeah, you need that. Because like, if I, like, first off, I'm not working with, if you don't, if I don't have access to your Google Analytics, if I don't have access to your Google Search Console, if I don't have access to like a whole bunch of other things, maybe your CRM, like, I, if, like there's certain things that I'm going to request access for, for right? Yeah, if I don't I have access, access all of it. If I don't have access for to none of that, I'm not working with you until you give me that. Once you give me that, then we can move forward. Because at the end of the day, it's like you said, like I'm trying to get you a specific result. The only way for me to help you achieve this, what you're trying to accomplish is for you to make sure that you give me everything. Because at the end of the day, it's really a partnership. And I think the difference between an amateur and a professional is that a, a professional knows that this is somebody that you work with. You are working with this person to help them grow their business. This is not somebody that you work for, okay? Because it's, you have, they're coming to you for your expertise for what you do. And you have to be able to make sure that you're telling them what to do and how, and how it works. And when they're, when they're on that, on that, um, when they're, when you guys are aligned and you're on the same, like, you know, line of thinking or the same path it's easier for you to get better results you know so um but yeah that's so, so that's a good point a professional positions himself as a partner whereas an amateur yeah. i mean they just come off as a worker a hundred percent yeah so any the difference between like a consultant and like someone you hire off of upwork yep because <laughs> someone off of, it is it is i agree i agree um so to wrap up uh anything oh, i have another uh, point actually uh-huh what time is it it's this is off the cuff you know 159 like we, we do it like this okay you gotta you got a strong yeah stop. yeah okay so the last thing professionals have a strong personal brand and yep. if you i'm gonna tie this into call to action because i'm a marketer and if you're looking to up your personal brand game please reach out to us dre has a great uh free course uh from prospect to it's a client client for seo freelancers mm -hmm. you know um and join that facebook group and uh we love you guys we love you guys yeah um dre's got dre's gotta go so he can make out with his mic but take yep. care guys peace <laughs> talk to you next episode <laughs> all right guys bye all right so i'm gonna talk to you later <laughs>